Hi, my name is Kelly Moulton. Welcome to the VMON podcast. I have with me Keith Mellingen, the VR director of Rainfall. Welcome, Keith. Well, thank you, Kelly. What is a VR director? A uh, VR director can be uh, can be many things, but what I mostly work with um, is directing 360 videos and also being kind of like a project manager uh, for different VR projects. Okay, and who is Rainfall? Uh, Rainfall is is uh, it's an IT consultant company. Uh, they have 40 employees, but right now they've started an, an in-house department where they have around 11 uh, people. And inside the in-house department, we do we work with IoT, AR, and VR. Very good. And Vmond and, and Rainfall have a long-standing uh, collaboration, so you're you're most welcome. I love to approach topics first and foremost from the perspective uh, of a layman it comes very naturally to me i i find um and so so everyone has heard this word vr 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 um can you please demystify it what what is vr what are the different categories under vr and and which ones do you think are most applicable to a, a video showrunner or video producer today Oh, you know, there are, there are different terms there's vr mr xr <laughs> virtual reality mixed reality and extended reality and then you have XR as well, so it's you know it gets kind of confusing uh, at uh, some yep. times. But uh, what we're deconfuse talk- us? Let's deconfuse. So we'll, let's start with uh, virtual reality. Uh, virtual reality is 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 basically a virtual reality. It's usually used when someone um, is wearing a head-mounted display, the one I'm having in my hand right now, and that they're fully immersed. Uh, in a scene, and they note feel- for the record that Keith has alien-looking goggles uh, <laughs> next to him. Those who are just listening, so it, it's it's usually categorized when you are in a scene and um, you are able to see the depth and you're able to move your head around and see what's around you. That's usually uh, classified as virtual reality. It sounds like 360 video is what you're describing is what's the difference between vr and 360 or is 360 a subset or are they interchangeable or well you know usually before we used to 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 have 360 video as one entity and virtual reality as one entity uh but when when um, vr headsets uh, started becoming popular uh 360 content was a natural thing to put on uh, VR headsets. And that's why a lot of marketers right now are using the term VR for 360 video. Okay. So they are using it interchangeably is what you're telling me. Yes. All right. So if I'm producing a show, be it a sports show, be it a drama, be it a kid's animation or whatever, uh, what, what, what term should I focus on and use? And how can I first uh, wet my beak, you know, try um, 360 or, or VR uh, to be to be of creative and commercial benefit for my show. Uh, VR is most likely the word you're going to use because that's what people uh, are used to. If if you use the word 360, it's not as as uh, as hot as as the word. Okay. Uh, VR. VR it is for the show. All Definitely, right. but you have to differentiate from uh, augmented reality and virtual reality. <laughs> okay. <Yeah>, so, <laughs> so VR. Right is, when I thought I had my uh, understanding anchored. All right. So VR is is that you you're having a headset and you're in a completely new world. Right. Augmented reality is when you have a headset on and you see uh, things interacting with your world. 
but it's not limited to head-mounted displays. And so it can also be on a mobile phone. I'm still confused, I think, Keith. Okay. Absolutely. So, so uh, let, let, yeah. give me a specific example of what you have done for a television show recently that would make the most sense to our listeners. Uh, we created um, a promo film, uh, an, an ad for Paradise Hotel. Okay, uh, a promo for Paradise Hotel. Yep, and, now you got me. And the and the goal of of, of using uh, 360 for this was to kind of show uh, the viewers what the hotel actually looks like. Right. Is this behind the scenes? This is this is kind of behind the scenes. This is before the show starts. Uh, so you're ha- you're having the in the video you're having the host uh, walking around uh, in the different rooms that the viewers are used to, and uh, explaining what's going to happen in the show. The benefit of using 360 for that is that you get the whole picture. You can now see where all the cameras are, what the contestants actually have to go through. And and what what um, differentiates 360 from just uh, linear video is the fact that it's on my device, right? I'm not seeing it on the, the big screen, as it were, and I can interact and move around within it. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. So you have a full perspective of, of, of what's going on. And, and 360 is usually shot with either several cameras or... or That's, this is an important question. That's yeah. What tool do I use to shoot 360? Oh, you can use... Or are you using... Um, some productions we've been using uh, several cameras. Like well, there used to be a, a rig where you had uh, seven GoPros, and you would then uh, put in a sphere, and then you would stitch the video to become three sixty. Sounds complicated. Definitely, but the good thing is that uh, the consumer market has now. You know, when it when, when it comes to hardware, it's it has become easier. You have uh, you have Ricoh Theta, and you have Samsung that has been working Ricoh on it. Ricoh Theta and Samsung, and these are. 360 cameras, is that what they're called? Yes, they're 360 and they cameras. cost how much? Uh, you can get the Samsung, it's called the Samsung Gear 360. Okay. Samsung's one. And um, you can get the first version for around uh, $100 if you want to. Yeah. And what did you use for Paradise Hotel? Paradise Hotel was was uh, two, co- it was, um, two cameras with 250-degree lenses, and the price tag was around $400. Okay. Yeah, not that much. Not that much. I mean, All right. So what do I need to do if I'm running Paradise Hotel to prepare for a, a 360 filming experience? Can you walk me through that? I mean, did it take a day? Did it take a week? Uh, the actual filming took probably a, a day, but the editing co- yeah. took a couple of days. And, the, and yeah. the reason for this is because when you have 360 footage, uh, there are so many angles, right? I mean, you have the full angle, and you have to look through the video and, right. and see what is. What so the is actual editing is the is the bear here, not so much the the filming on location. Is that is that what you're telling me? Uh, you know, it's 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 both. You usually have to to plan uh, for 360 shots, but but the benefit of using 360 is that you don't have to take several camera angles. You don't have to run around shooting close-ups or. Mm. Or, or bigger pictures. I mean, it, it, it's just usually static and you film it. So the actual filming is it doesn't take that much time, but the editing does take time. What is the business benefit for Paradise Hotel? What, what, uh, what do they get out of this promo video? If I were to ring Paradise Hotel right now, would they tell me it's the best thing since sliced bread? The benefit they get from it is is showing the viewers what the hotel actually looks like 
and seeing what it's like to be a contestant. And second of all, um, when they posted the video on Facebook, uh, Facebook has has a big interest in, in 360 and VR generally because they bought up a VR company. A small VR company yeah, they called bought up Oculus. The Oculus, yeah. it was $2 billion. That's what it. VR, when Facebook says I'm interested in VR, that's what they do. Okay. <laughs> and that automatically uh, bumps up the reach on the videos. Even right, so you're telling them. me that Facebook has prioritized 360 videos. So if I'm producing promo videos, I'm naturally going to be bumped to the queue and get more distribution Absolutely. because I'm leveraging 360. Yeah, because yes. Facebook wants to see more 360. Oh, okay. yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so again, give me some numbers if you can share. If not, I respect that. You know, uh, do, do they have like A-B testing with the 360 video versus uh, a normal linear straight on, you know, video and, and saw some uh, commiserate spike in, in views? Uh, when it comes to Paradise Hotel, they did get uh, 500,000 in reach. And this was organic. Mm-hmm. So they didn't spend any money on it. So that was that, was that sounds extraordinary. But but do they normally just get fifty thousand, or do they normally get three hundred thousand? I mean, do you have anything to compare that five hundred thousand number to? I mean, Paradise Hotel, I guess, is a pretty popular yeah, pa- show. Yeah, Paradise Hotel is is pretty popular. So you need to find something that's a bit less popular. Uh, there was a festival in in Germany where they would uh, you know shoot small promo videos, normal uh, videos, not three sixty, and they would get around four thousand views per video but when they shot a 360 shot of it they got around 70,000 hmm. so that was a pretty significant huge significant pop. uh pop on, yeah. the, on the and there, there i mean there's no increase in media spend here there, there, there is this through facebook though this was okay through that's amazing so shifting from promos because because i get that now and i think uh, hopefully our listeners get that and i, I certainly am already now thinking about what i'm going to use 364 promo one so thank you uh what about actual storytelling, though? I mean, how can it be used in a way that doesn't feel gimmicky uh, within sports or within drama? You tell me, you know, is there specific sort of content categories where you think uh, it's, it's a natural win today to try and test 360 within the story itself? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I, where it has been used, where storytelling has been used in 360 the most is in documentaries. Okay. Uh, you have the New York Times that uh, that uh, created their own uh, 360 platform. Correct. And, I remember uh, that now. And I, I actually know the uh, uh, scientist that um, worked on a 360 video because he was using 360 video to to um, uh, uh, to check out whales to find out more about whales. Uh, the New York Times they uh, they found him and they said, you know, this is very interesting. Uh, we'd love to make a documentary about about whales and how you are using 360 technology to actually uh, look at whales. And they, um, they made a pretty uh, interesting story uh, about him and the whales, and it is the most viewed video on the New York Times. So what are we seeing? Uh, it's several shots underwater of whales talking to each other and dolphins. And, and that's the power of, of using 360 is that you're able to move the user or the viewer to a place that they're not naturally in you can show them places they've never been to and uh we we uh or take them to scenes which they have been to before but reveal all sorts of other angles and context around a familiar scene i really like this absolutely and Mm. and we we uh we did a small test because we wanted to see what 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 can we do with 360 so we went to um 
uh, a train track, a small, you know, miniature train track, a uh, pretty big one in Norway. It was like a kilometer with with uh, with miniature trains. So we uh, we put a 360 camera on different scenes, and we also put one on a train. And uh, it's interesting to see what it's like to be uh, miniature, and that you know these trains that are usually small are the same size as you. So that gives a, a number of perspective. Mm. And that, that is a very powerful way of using mm. 360. Just to show how stupid I am, only applicable for devices. Yeah, when I mean, you can use it for, um, I mean, phones, iPads, right. computers. But if I want to watch, and I'm 47 years old, so I'm going to say television. And by television, I mean the television screen. By the television screen, I mean the big one up on my family room wall. What can I do with 360 there? Most TVs are starting to become smart. So you can open up the YouTube uh, app and actually start watching 360 and using a controller to move around. Uh, use a controller as opposed to uh, touching the screen. Okay. But, but you can also, um, you know, if you're a producer and you want to show, show um, 360 content to uh, people that don't have a device that can run 360, there are two ways of doing it. You can either uh, shoot uh, clips from the 360 shot and actually create a normal video or you can show other people watching the video and seeing how they experience it and create a video out of it can you give me an example this is really interesting yes. uh there's uh there are two examples uh there's a company called avotil they uh, they work with uh awareness of alcoholism so they created a campaign where where you're a small kid and you see your parents drinking and it's it's super powerful, powerful, very very powerful, and so they 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 published a 360 video on on, on Facebook and YouTube, but they created a second video where they had uh, people seeing this video in in VR goggles, and when they watched the video, they started crying, and it was very emotional, and that means that the second video that was not VR was also very powerful, but at the same time, it was still using the 360 mm. video. Amazing. Okay, so it was um, quite powerful. I get that. And I think probably anyone listening gets that. So that's a great example. Thank you. But again, forgive me that I sound like a broken record coming back to the cold, hard facts and numbers. What was the impact, the real impact in terms of viewership or numbers? Do you have that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, the impact when it came to the, the campaign uh, was pretty significant. Half of Norway had seen it. <laughs> They had seen it, and uh, three hundred thousand people had uh, decided to change their their habits of drinking after seeing the campaign. I'm not going to ask how they track that data. I'm going to take it as read, but uh, that is impressive. Very impressive, and it's uh, you know it's it's on the news, so you can Google it and actually uh, double check the numbers. So, how do you storyboard for 360? That's always very interesting. There are, there are several creative ways of storyboarding in 360. Um, the way I prefer doing it is 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 actually having a, a circle that's slightly uh, tilted and then creating a character in the middle and then just drawing um, sceneries uh, on the side and behind. That's one way of doing it. I, uh, I worked with a, with a, a couple of artists uh, and the way we storyboarded is that we created a physical cardboard where we put placed yep. uh, cards yep. and we had a hole in the middle and where we just put our head up and we started looking around. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> but uh, those are the, the easiest way of, of, of storyboarding in, in 360. Very good. You also have mentioned, we, we've talked before, obviously, over coffees, and we've talked here now about uh, 360 video, but you've also educated me or alighted upon the idea of real-time graphics as well yes. as being another, I don't know if I should call it a subset of VR, but can we go into that a bit? Uh, I, you know, I'd say real-time graphics is is most likely the most VR as you get it. Okay, um, cutting edge, bleeding edge VR. It's it's VR, It's more VR than normal 360 video because you're able to move in the scene and you're able to interact with the scene, while as 360 video is more is more static than okay using real time graphics. And when I say real time graphics, I'm, I'm what I'm saying is using game engines to create the environments you're in. Okay. Can you give us an example? Uh, most things are created, in, let's say VR games, for example, are created in game engines. Uh, but you can create more than games. You can create simulations. You can, you can create uh, learning platforms. You can create anything you can dream of. But to bring us to television and television. me being a showrunner and a television producer, um, have you worked on something for what we broadly would call television, or can you give us an example of something you know about? I can give you examples. Um, there are a couple of uh, VR, let's say, uh, movies that are created in game engines. Do tell. Uh, there's one called uh, Henry the the Hedgehog. Yeah, okay. And uh, it's about a hedgehog that uh, wants to celebrate his birthday, but he doesn't have any friends because he has a lot of spikes. <laughs> <laughs> and you you sit there with with the hedgehog and you see how how sad he gets that he's all the friends he, he has no friends. When did Henry the Hedgehog come out? It came out in 2016. Okay. And this was created by Oculus Studio. So this is Oculus. But you also have Google um Spotlight where they created an engine to work specifically with YouTube. So it's real-time graphics in YouTube. But but can you talk me through this? Remember, yeah. I'm a layman. I don't Absolutely, really yeah. know what you're talking about. Can you can you visualize it for me and describe it for me? What am it's, I seeing? It's more. It's more. You'd say it's more like uh, 3D animations, like uh, normal 3D animation videos you see, like Pixar, for example. Yeah. But instead of of rendering, taking a lot of time to render the shots, you're just using a real time engine. So it there is no rendering. It, it's it's happening real time. And what you're doing is that you're just putting the person in the film and it's happening right in front of them. Right. But all the 3D is there. And When you say you're putting the person in the film, who? Uh, the user that has the... The VR user, headset. the end user. The, okay, yeah. thank you. All right, this is the, <laughs> yeah. the missing link. Me. Yeah, you're in the Me film. Me experiencing it. I'm, I'm in the film. Absolutely. And and what's interesting with, with, with this format is that you... It's more interactive. You can actually interact. Much more interactive, it sounds like. Yeah, oh, yeah absolutely. So, so, but keep going. You can actually. Ah, if you if you uh, if you plan this a bit, you can have a, let's say, a movie where you can change the story. If you right. want to. So in this world um, of real time graphics using a game engine, uh, where nothing's quote unquote pre rendered, it's happening in the moment based on my behavior, as I understand it then there is no one version of this story. There's multiple different versions based on whether Espen or Victor or Keith or Kelly and it's, how they engage with this uh, multi-version storyboard, if you like. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. But is that, that correct? My... That that is correct. That's you can do that if you want to. If a director wants it to be uh, an experience where you can choose, choose your own adventure story, yeah. you can do that. Or you can create an experience where where it's kind of you have like obvious cues as to what. Okay, you have to open up this option door. one, option two, option yeah. three, and it Behind brings you door to, number one is yeah okay, and it's going to bring you to the the end story, but it still feels like a, like an experience you've you're in and is this commercially viable today or uh, is it real niche like yeah. I, I, when i hear you yeah. i think of philip my seven-year-old yeah I'm, I'm not necessarily thinking me because i'm an old man 47 but i am thinking my my boy is seven is it for kids is it for yeah where is it being used today i'm trying to oh it's it's for it's for it's for everyone uh but it's very it's very common to when you when you look at computer graphics and animations is that you automatically think, okay, is this for for my kid? Or if it's geared towards gamification, this is usually for for my kid. But if you're thinking um, uh, older uh, generation, you, it's the, the more documentary style where you actually learn something in VR is more applicable. Than Can you give older. me other titles? You gave me the uh, Henry. Henry, Henry the, the Hedgehog. Hedgehog. You gave me the Google Spotlight. for YouTube Spotlight for YouTube. Can you give me just a few more examples, titles that are in the market that have done well? Um, there are some coming. Okay, but, uh, but this but really these, is these new are... news. So, so if we go back to Henry the Hedgehog, um, how did that play? How did that do? How did they judge its ratings and audience and success? Henry the Hedgehog was 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 something that came with the Oculus. So when you got the consumer grade Oculus Rift, you would get Henry the Hedgehog okay. with it. Okay. So it it came, it, it just came with it. Do I have to have these fancy alien goggles that I see next to me then to experience real time graphics? Uh, is that what you're saying, or can I see it up on what I consider the traditional television? Usually, uh, you'd need a head-mounted display, and and the, the reason why is because when they usually use game engines for this is for head-mounted displays. If they want to use it for normal 360 uh, videos, then they'd, they'd go for a 360 camera. Okay. Usually, very educational. Still taking it all in. Uh, but but what questions should I have asked you, or what topic should we have talked about that we haven't talked about yet? Uh, you know, I'd, I'd like to talk about the, the future. I mean, what's what's going to happen and, and how... Uh, this sounds futuristic enough. But it's, okay, it's futuristic, let's go for it. but, uh, you know, I'd like to start from, from, from the beginning is that uh, when when Oculus came out and, you know, 360 came out, uh, all the equipment was very expensive. Uh, let's say 360 cameras were up to 600,000 crowns, which is a, a of lot money. of money. And now we have it down to... Uh, 1600 crowns that's a big difference in a, in a money money jump so the hardware is is going down and uh, also when it comes to tools it was complicated to work with 360 it, it would take forever to stitch you need a lot of cameras and now this is easy um also when it comes to graphics in 360 for example that was complicated a uh, complicated process but the tools have become easy now because Adobe, they've implemented it in their tools and it's easier to use. So tools are getting easier. Uh, hardware is getting cheaper. And also head-mounted displays are getting cheaper and more comfortable 
and easier to use as well. So we're in a we're in a, a path where technology, I mean, the hardware side is easier, the software side is easier, but the content has to come. Okay, so the content has to come. Do you have any brilliant ideas to leave us with to inspire the audience? Yeah, I'd I'd, I'd say um, is to combine industries. I mean, we have a VR industry. We have a lot of people working on the, on the technical aspect of VR, but we need more uh, content creators. And since this uh, both hardware and software has become easier, the natural step would be to implement it in schools and have more teachers uh, teaching uh, VR and, and 360 so that when in the future we'll have more directors, more producers that know the format. Because the problem now is that people don't know the format or a lot of people don't know the format. They don't know where to start. And this is something that has to be fixed. But thanks to this podcast, some of us hopefully have a little bit of a, a better idea where to start. Uh, Keith Mellingen, this has been uh, very educational from, from my perspective. Uh, we thank you very much for, for coming and speaking to us. Thank you for having me.